Hello and welcome to episode six of the Girls in Work podcast. In this episode, we're talking about balancing your job with your side hustle and the potential burnout that may come with it and how we can manage that. Sophie and I both have nine to five full-time jobs and Girls in Work is our side hustle. And I think it's safe to say learning how to balance this has definitely been a huge challenge for us. And it seems we're not the only ones doing this. Research has suggested that half of the adult population in the UK is said to have a side hustle by 2030. So that is a lot. (laughs) And many of us are no longer working the standard nine to five and have other passion projects that's outside of work. So whether that's creating a business to provide a second income, pursuing a hobby, exploring a new challenge and building up new skills side hustles seem to be the way to go that's a lot of hustling going on by the time we get to 2030 um (laughs) so like em said girls in work is our side hustle we do both have full-time jobs and even before girls in work i had my own personal blog that i ran from about 2014 to the beginning of this year when it all got a bit much so i decided to focus my energy purely on girls in work and so we both truly know how hard and tricky it is managing so many things at once because when you have a side hustle you're not just doing one other job either. Like with Girls and Work, and I'm sure anyone else who's ever managed an online platform will know, you don't just do the writing. You do the writing and the imagery and we manage the website and then we do the graphics and we manage the emails and the finances and the social media accounts. And before you know it, you're organising events and then sat here doing a podcast with you Sunday morning. So... But that just keeps building as you go along as well. Completely. (laughs) You start off just doing the copywriting and then suddenly you have all these different skills and you're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it just, it snowballs that you have one idea and then you're like, oh, we could do this or, oh, oh, I know we could do this. And so then you're sat there in an an evening after your nine to five and you've got a to-do list of a to-do list. And then it does get to a Mm -hmm. point and you're like, that's what can lead you to burnout. And when you're passionate about something you have that fire within you that makes you want to succeed because when you do have a side hustle that you don't get paid for it so you've got to have some motivation to get off your ass and do it and and it is it's that passion um and so when Mm -hmm. you do have that fire like you tend to ignore the warning signs that your body is giving you sometimes that you might need to slow down a bit and this can be anything from just feeling particularly tired or lethargic or for us one thing that happened was that fire subsided and we just we didn't really have much motivation did we and this happened last year after one of the events we did yeah it was so yeah like Soph said we held we held our first event in Liverpool which we planned I think in about three weeks three weeks yeah I mean looking back now I'm not quite sure how we did it it was yeah I remember coming out of sort of new year and then having a chat with Soph and we were like okay can we actually turn this around in three weeks let's just go for it yeah because I'd found a venue I think it was the 29th of December I remember calling you and saying we have this venue which is brilliant it's perfect in so many ways one problem we have to do this event in three weeks (laughs) we were like do we take on the challenge? Oh, we did. Do you know what? I'm so glad we did. Oh my God. Overall, it was it was really rewarding. And I think pulling that off is something we will always be proud of. But I think after that, I don't think we were quite prepared for for what, what hit us. And we ended up having about three months off, was it? Yeah, it, it was meant to be about three weeks. Yeah, but it wasn't like that we didn't want to do it. It was just, we were so physically and mentally exhausted from that. And a bit overwhelmed as well that we were like, 
okay, how do we bounce back from this? Like, what is the next thing? And I think for our, for our second event that we held earlier this year in London, literally just before lockdown, we were a bit more prepared. So we took some time out beforehand to make sure we planned it. And I think we definitely bounced back quicker, but we still needed a bit of time out after the event. Yeah, and we're talking like straight after the event. Like, it was ju- it was so lovely. Mm-hmm. And it was it's still one of my favourite days from this year. And afterwards, we were in this absolutely beautiful hotel. And afterwards, everybody that was at the event was like networking and socialising in the bar afterwards and Mm -hmm. everyone was chatting and I was like oh my god like we've done this we did it and then like a few minutes later I was like right this is really lovely but I really just want to go home and have a cup of tea and a lie down so if everyone could Mm -hmm. go home that would be amazing I, I didn't obviously we stood yep. up chatted with people and it was it was it's so nice getting to know people after the event as well because they kind of know you a little bit more and so people are a lot more open to chatting after the event but yeah like even straight afterwards you sometimes feel it and you're like mm-hmm. okay need a mini break now need a minute yeah so just looking a bit more at the research a study of more than 500 business leaders and over a thousand adults found that 45 percent of side hustlers consistently work more than 40 hours a week and a quarter work more than 50 hours a week and 30 percent of people work on the side hustle during holidays from their day job which is obviously something that we did for our event um earlier this year so yeah and even and like now we're getting to the point aren't we where we're not just taking holidays for events we're taking holidays just to catch up on like emails or like admin stuff that we haven't done and we've been putting off so I can totally see how that ends up happening for a lot of people okay so one thing that we found is creating like a routine and sticking to it and we're both morning people so if there's anything I need to do for girls in work during the week I will always try and get it done in the morning before work dinner is normally my cutoff or tea for my family in the north <laughs> they still tell me off six years later for saying dinner instead of tea and it's like I find it so hard when I have like friends from like both sides of the country now it's like I have to like switch my brain depending on who I'm talking to <laughs> anyway it's a complete sidebar so once I eat in the evening that's it like I grab my Netflix I grab my duvet a cup of tea and and that's my downtime then. So I guess for me, what really works is figuring out when I work best. Yeah, so I think we've got a really good example of this, Soph. I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago, we scheduled in some time to do some work for Girls in Work on a Monday evening. And I don't really know why we decided to do that. I mean, Monday Mondays are always the, the worst day anyway, because you're so busy and it's the start of the week and you've got lots to catch up on. You normally have a lot of meetings. And then we decided that it would be a good idea to, to do some work after... <laughs> we'd spent a full day doing our day jobs oh it was a disaster it was it was um <laughs> but you know we we accepted that at the moment and we left it a few days rearranged it and then did it again in the morning when obviously both of us that's when we're, we're more motivated that's when we work best so I guess kind of what I'm trying to say here is is what we felt guilty for in this moment is trying to pressure ourselves to get the work done but actually you know it's more productive to figure out what works for you in terms of you know how productive you are uh, when you get the most work done and kind of don't put in too much pressure on yourself if it doesn't always go to plan and also if you do work with somebody else like with me and em we are very lucky that we work very similarly yeah. but like if if we didn't like it would be really important say if i work better in the evening for me to say to em okay look i do work better in the evening what can we do to mm-hmm. make sure like we're both going to be working the best that we can yeah so if you do like have other people involved like just be open and say look i'm a morning person or i'm an evening person and work it out yeah. together absolutely and i think a really good tip here is to create specific hours and a routine and just try and stick to them 
Um, don't work too late and make yourself yeah. exhausted. And yeah, it's just really important to kind of work out how to split your time. And I think this kind of, we've touched on it a bit already, but kind of coincides with this issue that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and compare ourselves to what other people doing. And I think this comes from this kind of 24-7 work ethic that we see, particularly on social media. Yeah, definitely. Like when you see someone put on Instagram that they're still working at 11pm and then you've got someone else at the gym at 4am, mm-hmm. like you can feel like you're underachieving if you're not doing that. <laughs> I know. And I think we've both know we've both worked into the evening and then like you your alarm goes off in the morning and you're like that was a really shitty idea to work as late as I did Mm -hmm. so yeah and and social media is like it's so hard not to compare yourself to social media but it Mm -hmm. is it's really important to remember that you don't have to be working on something 24 7 to be successful at it Mm mm-hmm Okay, so another important tip and one that I've learned particularly over the past year is to be realistic with your expectations. And when I say that, that applies to both work and your personal and social life as well. And getting used to the phrase no (laughs) and knowing that it's okay to say no. (laughs) And yeah, I guess kind of over the past year, I've I got diagnosed with an illness just before lockdown. And, you know, it's definitely been a bit of an eye opener for me in terms of learning to say no and kind of put in myself first a bit more I think particularly with living in London you get very caught up with this whole hustle bustle and and really fast-paced and feeling like you always have to be Mm. doing something both in a work environment and social life you know before before lockdown I was balancing my nine to five job I was managing a team I was trying to kind of keep a social life still and then working on girls and work at the weekend and this kind of being diagnosed with this illness and having to sort of make my health my number one priority has been a real sort of shock to the system and it's made me realize that actually I need to be more realistic with what my body can deal with and be more yeah be more realistic with my expectations I guess and understanding that rest is just as productive so yes it's great to have these side hustles and you know balancing everything else in life but making sure that you are always looking after yourself as well and putting your health first. Yeah, I think the pandemic has brought a lot of things back into focus. And like you say, um, like everyone's health and like getting out for exercise. Like I've become worryingly used to having my weekends to myself. And yeah, I think the word busy became a bit of a buzzword before lockdown. And I think if you had to turn down an invitation because you already had plans, it almost became a little bit like a badge of honour to be busy. And I think we are both mm-hmm. similar in that like we do like to be busy. And for me, it started quite a few years ago now after a breakup, like just to keep myself sane and distracted. I was like, right, I have have to be busy every hour of the day I make need to make plans even in weekends everything I need my time to be filled up and like years later now I know that a that's not good for you but also I'm still working on that because definitely at the beginning of lockdown I was like mm-hmm. free time what is this what do I do with myself and like I say now I've become so used to having weekends to myself I have like I wake up and I get a coffee and I read my book and then I go for a walk and then I go for a second walk and like now if someone wants to make plans I'm like wait okay so which one of my walks do I have to sacrifice to like go and make this plan with somebody and it is like you said Em like sometimes doing nothing is so important and it's just as important as keeping yourself busy yeah so another useful tip and one that we've spoken about before so is thinking about how you can cross over your day job and your side hustle so you don't necessarily have to see them as completely separate things a lot of the time there'll be there'll be skills that you apply to to both roles that would complement each other so I think look at what your day job business does well be open and chat about what you do and then I think you'll be surprised at how many people you know want to be involved or could share their own advice and again it comes to this whole this whole idea of sort of internal not networking and that will sort of help you help you grow both personally and professionally 
unfortunately. Yeah, because like talking, like you said, I'm talking to your colleagues, like you never know who they might know who could help you. So if you're stuck with something or you're not quite sure how to do something, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to talk to other people about it. And like we, we've had people from our workplaces, like my director, my boss's boss came and did our first event for us, which was very weird, actually, interviewing <laughs> my director on a panel in front of people. Um, But yeah, like you never know. And I feel very lucky and um, I think you're in a similar situation that our our workplaces and our managers are very supportive of what we do Mm -hmm. but yeah if we hadn't have talked about it they wouldn't know anything about it so overall what we're what we're trying to say is that having a side hustle is great and can be really rewarding but it's important to keep in mind your health and well-being figure out what works for you and your team in terms of balancing the work required and just balancing the job alongside your day job as well don't be afraid to chat to people around you about the stuff that you're working on because you never know you know what you might get out of that or you'd be surprised at how many people might want to get involved don't get caught up in social media and finally just don't put too much pressure on yourself Oh, um, I think that sums it up perfectly. What a lovely way to round up this week's episode. So that is it for this week. We hope you've enjoyed it. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And please feel free to share this podcast with anyone else who would enjoy it as well. If you could leave us a review, probably a good one, that would also be a huge help in getting the word out that we are here. And we absolutely love hearing your feedback and any questions you may have as well. So we'll see you in a week for the next episode of the Girls in Work podcast.